Welcome to Reality of the Rose with your host, Natalie Sprink. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 116 of Reality of the Rose. I'm your host, Natalie Sprink. So, well, we've got episode four of Golden Bachelor. Um, you have to forgive me for releasing this a day late. Um, was just didn't have time to record it yesterday, but in, in retrospect, I should have like forced it in there somewhere because, um, okay. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. We went to a wedding Saturday night and it was one of the most fun weddings I've ever been to. And, um, had a few cocktails and yesterday I was not feeling the best and honestly just completely forgot about it until about seven o'clock and I was like oh crap I forgot to record the podcast and there was no way at seven o'clock because by seven o'clock I was already about ready to go to bed I was not into it so that's the real reason I didn't record yesterday wasn't busy I actually did absolutely nothing except lay around because at age 52, I cannot do hangovers anymore. I can't, I just, they last forever. It anyway, I needed a day. <laughs> so that's why I am not recording till tonight. So this is not being released till Tuesday, but as I was going to say, before I just tried to lie to you all about why I didn't record, um, it's hard now. I was just looking over my notes and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's only two days, three days until the next episode is on. And, um, I have to like go back. So you have to forgive me if I sort of have to go by my notes and refresh my memory completely as I'm recapping here, because, um, in my old brain, oh, but wait a second. I just was saying how golden bachelor makes me feel not so bad about aging. Um, they haven't really discussed memory on there much. Maybe they should do that to make me feel better about myself, about my memory, because my memory is very bad. Does anybody else have that? My memory is just terrible. I sometimes actually worry about myself, honestly, that I don't remember stuff. Like, I feel like it's normal, the stuff I don't remember, but anyway, let's not get on that topic. All right. Um, let's jump into this. Um, all right. I'm curious how many more episodes there are because, uh, let's see at the hometowns. So we have five left, right? So we have one more episode. Let's try to figure this out. So we have another episode after this. So that would then, then it would be hometowns. Then if we have a women tell all, I'm assuming we will, we'll have a women tell all that's three more episodes. Then we should have a, fantasy suites episode. Oh Lord. Um, and then the finale. So that'd be five more episodes we would have, which I guess would be normal. Um, it just feels so quick cause they're only an hour. Um, but <clears throat> excuse me. So I guess we still have a few episodes to go yet. Like I said, I keep, I keep saying this every single week, but I'm really trying to get a co-host on here with you. I, um, again, that's another lie. I'm not <laughs> I haven't really tried that hard. Um, I'm slacking in that department. And so, uh, I have tried one option and, and that didn't get a response. So, um, it's taking that as a no, <laughs> but, um, I have to get, I, I have to get more serious about that. Okay. All right. Recapping. Um, so we have our, our standard golden bachelor where we have, I actually, this was the night that the, um, that the president had his address to the nation about, um, uh, the Israel conflict and all of that. So I was doing some other things and when I went to go watch it or no, when the, when the address ended, it just jumped right to the scene with Gary crying. And I almost thought they were cutting to the middle of the show and they were just catching the show in the middle of a scene. I was like, crap. So how am I going to know the, what happened at the beginning? Then I realized they're doing what they always do. And they show us no music and a scene where we're like, what's happening? What's going on? And then they cut to like earlier that day kind of thing. 
So the scene was Gary was crying and he was saying that he hasn't heard these words since his ex-wife and he was just kind of upset by it. So then we um, go, like we cut to the mansion and we get a scene with Teresa. She's like boxing, like for exercise and stretching. And she's talking with Leslie and like, they're just, I don't know. They're just showing the women in the house doing stuff. And, um, but then they show all the girls on the couch and Trista walks in. So we have another lead making an appearance. Um, we had Caitlin, if you'll remember last week, and now we have Trista making an appearance and she just walks into the mansion and she, um, it's funny because one of the women is like, OMG, like she literally says, OMG, OMG, Trista Sutter. She's my idol which is kind of funny because Trista is, is like a 20 years younger than them probably or 20 to 25 years younger than all of them. But, but she's her idol, but, but she is, she's everyone's like bachelorette idol, like for sure. Cause she is like the OG of obviously bachelorettes and she's still married to her Rose winner. So, but the girls all, most of them seem to recognize her like, cause they all ooh and ah, um, it kind of would have been funny if they would have shown some person going, who is that? Like to the person next to him, who is that? <laughs> um, so, uh, Teresa's kind of talking to them and Teresa tells Trista that she had the first date. Now, like this was a part where, cause then follow, following this, they have Kathy, um, Kathy, like ITMs, you know, her annoyance with Teresa. So we're already getting back into this like little tiny drama. I mean, they kind of blew it up a bit, I believe, but like this is the only drama that we've seen so far. And I guess I just feel like they have to do something. Um, but, uh, Kathy is like ITMing. She's like that Teresa actually could be the one for Gary, but she should just quit talking about it. That's her point is like, yeah, you could, you could be, you could be the one, but just like stop talking about it. But I completely feel, feel like this was, um, an, an edit that was stuck in there. I think it very possibly could have went down like this where Trista was like, so is everyone like, how's it been going? Who had the first date? And Teresa says, um, I had the first date. Like I, I just, I'm really doubtful that like Trista is just standing there and randomly Teresa yells out, Hey, Trista, I had the first date. I mean, she's not five. So like, I feel like this was taken out of context. And then I think that ITM that, that Kathy had, I mean, that could have been done three days before that when she was annoyed with her about something else. So I feel like they're definitely trying to conjure this up maybe more than it really is. Um, anyway, so Trista leaves a date card and it's a group date and that's why she was obviously there. So we know that Trista is going to like host this group date. So the date card is Ellen, Sandra, Sandra, uh, Susan, Nancy, April, Teresa, Kathy, and Faith, which means that Leslie's going to be getting the one-on-one. -on -one. And the group date is that they're playing pickleball. So we already know that Ellen is loves pickleball too, because she is the one that always says underneath her name that sh her she is a pickle pickleball co-captain or pickleball captain or something like that. Um, we also have something that, that seems a bit random. And I guess this is one downside of like the hour shows because they have Joey. Cause as you remember, Joey, who is going to be our bachelor makes an appearance to this pickleball date. And Joey is a tennis pro who lives in Hawaii. So I'm assuming that pickleball is enough like tennis that maybe he's not just a tennis pro, but a pickleball pro too that exists. So we have Joey coming in, I guess, to teach them how to play pickleball. Um, so he's doing that, but you know, we don't really see a lot of Joey at all. And we really don't see much more of Trista, but she's there too. And, um, but we see the women practicing and we have, a. I thought this was hilarious and it was like the best gameplay that I have seen. And it's also clear that April, um, probably watches or listens to Game of Roses, but also knows and watches The Bachelor and has for a long time. So we see her go run to like get a ball. And when she comes back, she just like falls down. And 
you know, I mean, obviously I guess she could have like twisted her ankle in the fall. Cause you know, I guess we've all kind of done that where we just step wrong and it goes, you go kerplunk, but it, it kind of actually did look like a fake fall. <laughs> like she just randomly falls down. So everyone like runs up to her and she's like, Oh, Oh, it hurts. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It hurts so much. And of course, Gary comes over there. And, um, so we, let's see, Game of Roses calls this a, is it IFL an injury fear or injury fear or I forget what the L would stand for, but it's like where you, you, you have one of these things during a group date so that you get more attention from the lead. So you either have a fear of something, like if you're jumping out of a, you know, bungee jumping and you're like, Oh, I'm really scared, but you know, you're not really, then you get more attention. You have an injury where you get hurt or I don't know. I can't remember the third one, but anyway, so we get this, this April, like very successfully conducts one of these and everyone's coming up to her. She gets some extra time with Gary um, as all the other women walk away, kind of looking back almost like they're sad that she's getting more time that even one of them makes even makes a comment about that. But then, then April is, I think it was in her ITM and she says, actually I am totally fine. And she winks at the camera. Uh, and then that was really all we saw for that. So it was like, an, it was a funny thing to put in there, but then that was just the end of it. Except that later we did see that she has, uh, like if you paid attention, I don't know that it was really even discussed, but if you pay attention, she is wearing like an ankle brace later, but she seems completely, well, she is totally fine playing tennis, playing pickleball. I mean, just like all the other women. Um, so we have like Jesse is there and he is commentating this with Trista and Gary, their pickleball matches. And so they had, they get um, separated into teams and they all have like a little different color uh, tennis, whatever pickleball outfit on. And they give themselves like these creative names for their team. And so it's basically like a, a, a tournament, so to speak, they play each other. And then the one who loses is just eliminated. And then the winners play each other, blah, 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 blah. So, um, they have, I, I made one notation about, there was a team that Sandra was on and, um, it was called bitch and kitchen. And she makes this like absolutely tremendous play where she like, dives for a ball and dives into the little crowd that they even have there watching literally dives into the crowd. And, um, we learn during this little act of like self-sacrifice that she is missing her daughter's wedding for this being on the bachelor. Like, talk about the opposite of like the other women that have left. I mean, you know, like they all, there was a, so far two women have left because they've had things in their family where their families needed them. I feel like your daughter needs you at your wedding. So I really love Sandra, but I'm not going to say that. I feel like that's kind of weird that you miss your daughters. That never would happen. I would never do that. And just cause I would never do it doesn't mean other people wouldn't, but I was shocked whenever they announced that she was missing her daughter's wedding for this. Uh, anyway, so, okay. Um, but okay. The next segment starts and the green team won. And this team was Ellen, who is the pickleball co-captain or captain or whatever, whatever the hell she is. Um, so Ellen and Kathy win and they both are like, it's cute. Cause they're all like winning and cheering, but all the other women are like cheering for them. Everybody's happy. Nobody's sad or mad or jealous or anything like they would be on any other season. Um, they both get to like kiss Gary and they get to be in some pickleball magazine damn thing. I don't know. Um, so then they have this group date night where they're all, you know, like the nighttime portion of the group date and Sandra has time, except it's not really at nighttime. It's still daytime, like during this, but, um, Sandra has time with Gary and he asks her about this missing of her daughter's wedding. So <clears throat> they decide to FaceTime her, which was actually the funniest and cutest thing though, because neither one of them exactly knew what to do on the phone to FaceTime. <laughs> which is such, such a like older person, uh, like thing, 
why can't I think of the word? It's like, it's, it's such something that an older person would do. Like I'm not to quite to that point, but my kids definitely make fun of me when I'm trying to find something way too slow and I can't, they just like grab your phone and be like, here, just do blah, blah, blah. But they're sitting here. So they're like, oh, should I press, do I press here? No, I think, look, I think you have to press that where that button is. And like it took them a minute to even figure out a FaceTime. So, um, I thought this was funny. And, um, but they get her, they talk to her and, um, I don't know. I, it's just so weird to me. Like the, like the daughter answers with her, I guess, husband now. And, you know, the Sandra's like, you know, Oh, you know, I'm so happy for you. And they're talking about, I don't know. It's just so strange to me that she missed her daughter's wedding. Wow. Um, <clears throat> plus I don't think she's even going to win. I mean, I, I don't, Gary's not going to pick Sandra. I mean, not that she would know that, but it just feels like you would be like, oh, I'm going to be on the, on the golden bachelor. But mom, remember I'm getting married during that time. Ah, uh, you'll be fine. It's just, just fine. <laughs> My guess is that I feel like Gary wouldn't pick her because she's missing her daughter's wedding. You know what I mean? I don't know. All right. So anyway, um, then we get Teresa pulling Kathy. Oh, this is the famous scene. We get Teresa pulling Kathy, um, to see if they can talk. And so she's wanting to know if they're good. Like, like I'm starting to get like, okay here. So uh, Kathy is taking this way to the extreme now, in my opinion, because it feels like Teresa's doing everything she can to like, make sure they're good and to apologize for making Kathy like feel lesser than I feel like that's a Kathy problem, not a Teresa problem. Like, if she wants to talk about her date with Gary, then let her talk about her gate with date with Gary, her gate with dairy. Yeah. Um, so she explains again, Kathy explains again to Teresa why she should not be doing this. And she gives her like examples of what she's doing. And Teresa's like, well, I'm just really sorry. I made you feel that way. But you know, like, I feel like I'm not doing it to like be malicious. I'm just, you know, I was just talking about our date. So Kathy starts to get like rude and super condescending to Teresa, which almost feels, I don't know. I feel like either Kathy's kind of a bitch or she actually wants screen time, which again, seems kind of odd for someone in this age category, but um, she just feels like she's being way too aggressive than she needs to. So Teresa continues to try to defend herself and explain how she didn't mean anything but it. But Kathy goes, tells her to just zip it. Teresa, just zip it. And Teresa has a look on her face like, whoa, you know, so then it cuts a commercial. And of course there was all kinds of memes all over Instagram and everywhere else about, you know, Kathy saying zip it and this and that and the other thing. So, all right. So, so zip it <laughs> feels very much like something a 70 year old would say as well. So, um, all right, where are we at? Uh, okay. So now we cut to next segment and, um, Jerry, I sorry, I said Jerry, Gary ITMs that Trista gave him some advice that he should not focus on the woman he can live with, but the one he can't live without. So then he has time with Teresa and asks her how things are going. And, um, she just, she, they talk about how he came like to her room on the last episode, you know, and kind of comforted her. Um, he kind of asks her how all that's going. And so she's basically just honest about it and, um, tells him kind of what Kathy is saying and literally tells him about her saying that she needs to zip it. And so he ITMs that he finds this disturbance very frustrating. So he immediately pulls Kathy or that's what we see. But again, I like, this is how it's being handled because he just nips it in the bud and he just goes straight to Kathy, you know, doesn't try to like beat around the bush. Doesn't try to only get one story. Doesn't try to sugarcoat anything. He just goes straight to Kathy Kathy explains her point of view and Gary just immediately calls her out on telling her to zip it. And, um, she, she kind of tries to defend it. And then he, and, and like how she just doesn't appreciate and she explains why she said zip it, that she just doesn't want her like talking about it all the time and how she felt, she feels like she's getting like, 
less attention or not being made to feel as special and that Teresa's making her feel like she's not special. And he said, he calls her out again and says that he gave her special attention and gave her a special rose. If you'll remember the last episode, we talked, I talked about it, how this was like a producer rose or some rose just conjured out of nowhere because he just like left left their little one-on-one time to go get a random rose to make her feel better and said, I made you feel special too, which is so true. Like good point, Gary way to be so rational and like clear thinking about all of this and just setting them straight. I love it. I love, I was just so to the point. Um, but Kathy says to him, I'm not the villain here. (laughs) And which is funny terminology to use. Um, But anyway, so then that was kind of it for that conversation. Gary ends up giving the rose to Sandra uh, because she's missing the wedding. Um, So then we cut to the next segment and we have Leslie's one-on-one date with Gary. Um, She is, what I looked it up. How old is she? 64 or something like that. Um, She looks so good for her age. I mean, she honestly looks like, she's my age (laughs) seems weird to say she looks so young she looks 52 that's young people telling you um but she looks really good she looks very very good for her age her body her face her hair like everything she looks so good um they go on an atv ride as their date and um in the meantime while they're on the state they go to the mansion and there's four of them that are playing never have i ever and <laughs> when they except they're playing it with ice cream so like the one of the questions is um is have you ever kissed another woman's husband and april is the only one i think there was only four was there four or five of them i think maybe sitting there and she has kissed another woman's uh husband and then um she was the only one. And then the next question was, have you ever had sex in the workplace? Um, and also have you ever had sex in the back of the car? And April had sex in the workplace and she also had sex in the back of the car. Um, Sandra also had sex in the workplace and makes some comment about how, uh, if I was married, I'd do that all over again. Um, but then we get like a funny little scene with, um, Sandra who's eating the ice cream and she like ITMs though, that this is really going to come back to haunt her because she's lactose intolerant, but, but that it's so fun. She just keeps eating the ice cream. So, um, then they also ask if there's anyone that has been with another woman, Susan says she has been with another woman. So she had to eat ice cream. Um, Anyway, they, so that was a fun little scene, which is again, like, this is something that you wouldn't expect them to be playing. Never would I, not that they wouldn't be never, never would I, never have I ever, but playing never have I ever with like these sort of whatever you want to say, like racy questions, especially about sex and all that. So, um, I don't know. I loved it. I just thought it was I know it sounds funny to say endearing, but it was, but again, it kind of made you like, like looks like, like these women still have lives, you know, they're not like decrepit, like sitting on their, in the rocker recliner with a blanket over their, you know, lap while they're knitting. Like it, they're, they're like vivacious and active and fun and funny and doing like crazy things. Um, so then they cut back to the one-on-one date and Leslie says that, her feelings have grown in the last few hours, which I guess, you know, when you're that age, the hours matter for real. Um, she tells him that he embodies all the things that she wants in a man. And, um, she says she just doesn't have a really good picker, uh, when it comes to men that she's been divorced twice. And Gary kind of tries to make her feel better about that. And he's like, Oh, I don't think that that's probably true. And she's like, Oh, I've been single for 22 years. And, um, she said she doesn't think she would be still be here if it wasn't like specifically him that was here. And he gets really like touched by all this and, and then they kiss and he tells her he loves the way she looks at him. And then they climb into like the standard random hot tub that they have for the bachelor. They just stick any old place in a parking lot, in a field, in a desert, like wherever, wherever they are, there's a hot tub. So they get into the hot tub and they are making out like this, this was a makeout session for sure. Um, so we cut to segment five. Let me see how I'm on time. Okay. 
cut to segment five and we have the cocktail party and Gary talks to Susan first. Um, he gives her a gift of a rose quartz, like a rock, a stone, or like a, well, a quartz stone. And he says that the rose quartz rep represents empathy and strength. And that this reminds him so much of his wife, um, like the empathy and strength thing, those, those qualities that, that he felt like his wife also has. And, and he tells her that she's very special. He tells Susan, Susan is the one that looks like Kris Jenner. Um, I do really like her. She seems super fun, super nice, just so friendly, so encouraging. Like she feels like she would just be like such a good person and friend to have or be around. I just like, she's got the best energy. Um, so then they kiss, um, then they show S Sandra in bed. And I really didn't catch this at first, but they she, he just literally, it was just like a quick scene of him going to see Sandra who is in bed, not feeling well. Um, but if you remember, she says, I'm going to suffer for this later when she was eating the ice cream. And so she's obviously suffering for it later in bed and missing the cocktail party. God bless her. Um, or at least I think that's probably what it was. They uh, then have Ellen telling Gary that she's falling in love with him and that it is really hard for her to say that because it's like the first time that she is really saying that to another man because her husband passed away and Gary kisses her and he says he really feels her emotion. Um, and I love this because this is like an emotion or something that you're never, that is deep enough that you aren't going to see in a regular bachelor either. And I feel like this is just another instance of how, um, much life experience that they are all speaking from and feeling from, you know? So, so the fact that they, you have this deep, you know, they, they don't, they don't say I'm falling in love with you because they know it's the next thing to necessarily say in the bachelor. But if she's really feeling these feelings, it's hard for her to say because that means so much for her because she's had, you know, her very long marriage to her husband that passed away. And it's just like this deep, like, I can just feel what she means. Like, it's not just frivolously said. And you really feel that that's true when she's saying that. Um, but he's also feeling it. And this is where we cut back to at the beginning of the show where he was crying um, and saying that he's not ever, this has never happened since Tony. And he's saying, you know, like he never thought he would see this again or feel this again. And, and he is, and that just like is making him happy, but also very emotional. Uh, so they have that scene and then they cut to, um, Nancy, which this kind of was out of the blue too. First of all, they show them walking to this like couch or bench and she's got this big old boot on her foot, but it, April was the one that faked her. First I was like, wait, did April really sprain her ankle? But that was April that had that happen. So I don't know what happened to Nancy. I don't remember her having a boot. Does anybody, what the heck was up with that? They didn't explain that at all. Um, but basically their conversation is that she says, let's see, how did I say it? Uh, she says she's, she thinks that he is having really good connections with some of these people, but she does not feel like she's in that group of women. And he just says, I'm not going to dispute that. I love how he just says that. Just like, just articulating it with those particular words. I'm not going to dispute that. Oh, he's just like on another level. Um, but he, so they, he sends her home. Like he doesn't put her through the rose ceremony. He walks her out and says goodbye to her. And, um, she, well, first she goes and says goodbye to all the women and everyone's crying. Everyone's so sad that she's leaving. Like it is like emotional. And, um, he tells her goodbye and she leaves. Um, okay. I'm going to stop for a second and I will be right back. Okay. So we're almost at the end of golden bachelor. We are at the rose ceremony now. Um, he like, again, articulates himself so well at the beginning of this, um, you know, like notorious event, he says, knowing all of them has made him a better man. 
Uh, he reads off the names. So we have Ellen, we have Faith, we have Susan, and we have Teresa. Those are the women that get roses and April and Kathy go home. So we have Kathy going home. I'm kind of sad to see April go. Um, they weren't showing much of him with her. Um, she was sort of like the quote unquote sex kitten of the of the the women for the most part i think um i don't maybe know that wasn't his vibe possibly i thought she was kind of entertaining um of course we had kathy who um as many people have said looks like caitlin jenner but she you know starts the zip it drama with teresa obviously now we won't have that going into the next few episodes so um, I have a feeling that was, that will be it for our women drama. It looks like we're going to have lots of tears and things coming up here with Gary, but no more women drama. I have a feeling. Um, so let's see, what do I have here? Oh, I have that. I think the top three are, cause we have to remember that Sandra also got the rose, like the group date rose. So the five for next are Ellen, Faith, Susan, Teresa, and Sandra. I think that Ellen, Teresa, and Leslie. Oh, wait. Wait, what? Leslie has a, doesn't Leslie have a rose? Oh yeah, she got one on the one-on-one, duh. So we have six, sorry. We have Ellen, Faith, Susan, Teresa, Sandra got a rose, and Leslie. Okay, so we have, that's right. Um, Sandra's in bed sick. That's why she wasn't there. There was only five women stayed there, but I think it's going to be Ellen, Teresa, or Leslie, um, for the top three. And I just absolutely can't decide who's going to win. I just don't know yet. I can't even call it. I mean, I can just like, I want it to be Leslie. I feel like, um, and it might be because I'm just thinking, I don't know. Let's go with Leslie. I'm just going to call it Leslie. Um, but it does looks like we get a shit ton of tears from Gary next episode. So that's the end of Golden Bachelor. Again, did not disappoint. Um, kind of glad we had the little drama over because I feel like even the drama with the older women just wasn't sitting right, especially when you didn't have two people like active in it. I felt like really the most active one was Kathy who just couldn't get over the whole thing. And that Teresa, was, she was too apologetic with it all and just like, like she's not villain material <laughs> at all. She's Esther from Y&R. Oh my God. And that's like, you can't get any further from a villain if you tried, but she's just not the personality to be a villain. So it just didn't even go. It just felt like it was just flopping. I, I didn't, I don't know. They didn't need to do that in my opinion. Um, that's all been the only flaw in the whole show so far. All right. So now we go to bachelor in paradise. Oh God. I, this has just been torture. Honestly, I, I'm so disappointed. Used to Bachelor in Paradise was like my absolute favorite. And they are just, it. I don't know. I just, it got a little more interesting with Rachel kind of giving a little attitude on this uh, episode, I guess. But all right. So anyway, we are reminded that we have a stupid poop storyline. I just can't, I mean, turns out Sam goes home anyway. And, and we have this whole stupid thing like we have this little sub, this little caption that says it's been nine days and 23 hours since Sam has pooped. And then we get another poop clock that has like one hour to go and it's counting down. And I'm like, okay, like seriously. What? So they have her like walking along the beach, I guess, trying to make the poop move. I don't know, whatever. So she doesn't poop. Um, but they have the whole time clock for no reason because the doctor doesn't even show up to what I'm guessing is like mid morning like way after sunrise and, um, and pretty much just tells her that, well, we have to take more drastic measures and, you know, you need to leave. So she addresses everybody, goes and tells them that she has to leave because she still hasn't pooped and that she's really embarrassed. I'm like, God, no kidding. Like did, little did you probably know that they were going to make a whole freaking storyline about this whole thing. God, I feel so sorry for her. <laughs> I actually kind of liked her. I feel like she would have been good. Um, but God bless you, Sam. I, uh, I guess, you know, take what screen time you can get. Maybe you'll get like sponsorships from like freaking x or some damn thing, but whoo, I feel sorry for her. Um, oh, another thing I made a note out that I was so confused on though. I feel like if I hadn't pooped for 10 days, my stomach would look so bloated that it would look as if I was pregnant. Like not, I, I can, I cannot poop for two days and my stomach looks like I'm five months pregnant. Um, her stomach was flat as a board. 
like flat where okay i don't where was it i mean is it in her leg i don't even know but that's impossible uh whatever anyway i was thinking maybe aaron s was going to end up going with her um but he did not all right so then we come back for segment two and we get the whole other like same thing as we did last time we get like recaps again of who's together like and like we don't need this like 15 times an episode um we have John Henry now that comes down the steps and he is greeted by Jesse where we are reminded that John Henry was on charity season. He was the underwater welder. He left like second, second day of charity season, second episode, something like that. I think that's what it was because he and uh, Olivia compared notes on that. Um, he says how nervous and shy he is. He gets a date card. The poor guy is like, you can see his nerves. Like I'm almost surprised he agreed to be on the show if that, that he's going into this so freaking nervous when he pulled out the card, the date card, he literally was shaken. You could see it. And, and like other contestants or other players even noticed like, like a couple women were like, Oh my God, he's shaking in the card shaking. Um, but actually makes him like my favorite so far because I feel like he's the most real and maybe actually there to possibly find a girlfriend. Cause like, I don't think he can handle the fame if he gets it even because he's this made him so nervous. God bless him. He was just, Oh my goodness. I was, I almost felt awkward watching him cause he was so nervous. Uh, he pulls cat first. Um, I, they didn't really, you could tell cat wasn't really maybe, into that because she was let's see oh god cat she was also another one that just is like she's definitely instead of giving like getting like she had a good edit on on the bachelor and she is now getting a opposite of a redemption arc she's like getting a you know villain cast for sure um but he pulls cat then he pulls kylie and he tells her that she is his number one and she said she would be opening open to a date. Then he pulls Olivia and, um, she, this is when they have the conversation. She's like, he's like, I, who, what season were you on? And she tells him Zach's, but she went home nine one. So you probably don't remember me. And he's like, well, I didn't make it that far either. I left on night two. Um, he ends up ask, actually asking Olivia to go on a date. And, um, so she doesn't make the same mistake as, Kylie made the last time, but she asks Peter, takes him aside right away and asks if they can go talk. Cause this is who she's with currently is that pilot Peter guy. And he tells her he would absolutely love it. If she'd stay with him on the beach, he makes it known that he doesn't really want her to go. He gets it if she's going to, but he doesn't want her to, but she goes. <laughs> so they have this little spa day together. Um, but I don't really get it because you would think that the spa day would be like them going to a spa and getting massages like from like masseuses and like having the stuff done to them both like simultaneously. But instead it's like them giving each other massages and putting face masks on each other. It was weird. I just thought it was weird. I, I thought it was weird and awkward and I, I didn't really like it. Um, while he's massaging her, he puts his welding helmet on. I was like, what? I don't understand why you did that. And I mean, can we get any more scripted? I, I like, what are you carrying your welding helmet around with you? And like, does she even know you're an underwater welder? Like when she turns around and you have a welding helmet on, is she like, what the hell are you doing? What are you? A, what? That's so weird. That was so dumb. It was not funny at all. Um, segment four. Uh, okay. Kylie and Mercedes are talking about how hot the guys are on the beach. Blah. Okay. Then they have Aaron B and Eliza. Um, they show them and we have Brayden like saying something like, Oh, like, I think that they're going to be the ones to end up getting married on the beach. Well, of course, if someone says this, you know, that's not going to happen. And Q air, uh, John B coming down. He was also on charity season. Um, he pulls Mercedes first and he pulls Eliza. Um, he ends up asking Eliza on the date. Okay. So right away, I mean, like, <laughs> can they, can they cut this together any more obvious? It's just like, it's so, 
and, and honestly, we knew all this was going to happen already because remember we saw in the previews, everything that was going to happen. So we, we knew all of these things were going to happen already. So it was no shocker to any of us. Um, but she pulls Aaron again and like wants to talk to him about her going on the date. And again, he says he doesn't want her to go blah, 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 blah. But, um, she still decides to go. <laughs> so I guess I feel like it's their token, like clearing it with the man, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to ask you so that I, you know, can look good, but really I have every intention of going no matter what you say. Um, so they go to dinner and they have drinks on the date and they kiss. Um, then we have Aaron being sad guy and it's just like, just the same old, same old. Then we have Olivia and John Henry coming back from their date and, um, Olivia, talks to Aaron S about her date. And she says how hard she's finding it to make a decision, um, between pilot Pete and John Henry. And wait, no, that's not right. What? I typed Aaron here, but that's wrong. It's not Aaron. It's pilot. <laughs> I don't know if you remember how on the last episode I said, I keep getting Pete and Aaron mixed up. Well, obviously I got them mixed up again because I literally typed in my notes that Olivia goes and talks to Aaron, but it's not Aaron. It's Pete. It's pilot Pete. That's who she went. <laughs> I was reading this. And I was like, wait, Aaron, it's not Aaron B because he's with Eliza and Aaron S just left with Sam. That's not him. Whoa. Sorry. Okay. So she says to, to Peter, that she is just really finding it hard to make a decision and that she had a really good date with John Henry. But now, um, Olivia is, as they're talking though, they said something about, he says, we've never kissed yet. And she's like, no, we haven't. And he, and he, she's like, well, are we going to, and then they start kissing. So they're like full on kissing. Um, so then we get to the next segment. Wells uh, calls them all over to the bar and he puts this truth box out, whatever. It's just this little stupid box on the bar. And he says, um, we're going to have people put in anonymous truths and then I'm going to decide who needs to hear what about these truths. I'm like, who made up this stupid game? Like, this is the stupidest game I've ever heard of in my entire life. Can we be more obvious than Hannah Brown coming on the beach and, and, and like basically doing this same thing, but like in question for question of her own questions and directing at people, this is like the same thing. It was so stupid. All this is, is to start drama between them. This is not a game. This is, <laughs> why do you need a truth box? Why do you have to do that? Why do you have to have these truths out? Why can't you, why, if this is supposed to be about people finding love, why do you not just let these relationships develop without inserting unnecessary drama into it by doing this? So dumb, <laughs> so stupid. It's what makes this show not really be about finding love. It can be like the golden bachelor. Why are you doing dumb stuff like this? Oh my gosh. It's so frustrating. Whatever. Okay. So then Sean says like, I don't, I don't really remember who, I don't remember if this is ITM, but this is where he reveals that he's not really connecting with Rachel and that he's more into Jess. So he pulls Jess then, and basically in a really, really nice, really nice way, she's just says she's not into him. I mean, he does not get the hint and he keeps trying and she keeps like in a really nice way being like, no, <laughs> again, kind of painful to watch. Um, but then also then they show some people at the bar and suddenly Wells is not there anymore. And it's another different bartender. Um, then we have Brayden thinking Rachel is great and he's feeling bad for her because Sean's over trying to get with Jess and so, um, he goes and talks to Rachel. They both have glitter all over them. I did just like, just bring like 18 barrels of glitter and just everyone dives into the barrels before they go onto the beach every morning. Cause everyone has glitter all over them. I don't, I don't get it. Like what? So really it was distracting. I almost didn't hear the things they were saying because Brayden had glitter all over him. Um, but then Rachel did too, whatever. So he is like telling her 
kind of like tattling on Sean about how Sean says that he feels like Rachel's really into, uh, that, that Sean said, I feel like Rachel's really into me, but I'm not that into her. And, um, that he kind of is into Jess and Rachel was like pissed, but funny enough, she was mostly pissed that he said she was so into him, which is like, like, don't flatter yourself. I don't know why you think I'm that into you. Like, whatever. So she, um, tells Sean that she needs space. So then Sean is pissed at Brayden because he found out he was stirring the pot, whatever. So then John B and Eliza get back from their date and Eliza told Aaron, she thought about him the whole time and she was excited to see him again. So Aaron's really, really happy to hear this as a reminder, the women have the roses this time. So then all of a sudden Wells is back again. The other bartender's gone. Wells is back again. And Rachel's venting to him about all this stuff about Sean. So then Sean confronts Brayden and Sean is telling him he broke the bro code. And he was so happy that they had squashed the beef from their season with charity. But now he's super frustrated that Brayden would like do this to him because he broke the bro code. But Brayden doesn't really kind of act like he cares. So now it's rose ceremony night and, um, Jesse tells everyone that Sam still hasn't pooped. So yeah. Um, on the one hand, my goodness, that poor girl. And on the other hand, can we be done with the poop conversation? Um, so now we get the truth box. Oh God. Um, so Wells is like explaining what he was going to do. And all of a sudden Aaron, I don't know which Aaron, I think maybe Aaron S the one that was with Sam is like, I, I don't know. He like just randomly goes over there and he says, I want to uh, give me that box. And he throws it on the ground and breaks it open. And Wells is like, dude, like, what are you doing? So like, I can't decide if that was scripted or if what, oh, that, whatever. These things that are happening are just so freaking random and it's not interesting. I mean that it's just not interesting. It makes no sense. It makes no sense in my head. None. Oh God. Let's see how far I am into this. Okay. I'm plenty of time. I can just whip through this bachelor in paradise, honestly. Um, so then we get people like grabbing these truths off the ground because he broke the damn box and I don't know who reads what, but we get like three in a row that are slamming cat for one reason or another. Um, then there's one that says Brayden and Rachel should make out. And so he pulls her and then they actually go make out. <laughs> um, Kat continues to be a massive bitch and is not at all open to hearing anybody's constructive criticism of her and how maybe she's in the wrong. She is absolutely will not hear of it. Um, she this was kind of funny, but she is like losing her shit in her ITMs. And apparently they record their ITMs up on like one of the balconies of the little place that they stay. And they just like kind of have it enclosed a little bit, but it's, if you're talking loud enough, you can hear, but she is like going off like very loudly about just people criticizing her for whatever they're criticizing, but she is like going off and cussing and everything and everyone can hear her. So you see her ITMing, but then you cut to people hearing her ITMing and like going, holy shit, is that her and her ITM and whatever. So, okay, fine. So then we come back from commercial and we get, wow, we're almost at the end here. This is a quick episode. We get more conversations on the beach. Um, and then Sean says he's, oh, so they had, okay. So I, I, I was like, what am, what am I talking about? So basically this is the time, you know, when people are just like, um, having conversations and the guys are now kissing different girls ass so that they can, um, stay, you know, and Sean now knows that he has no change with Rachel. Oh, I forgot about the whole, where did I just left that completely out? Um, but they had Rachel, how did I leave that out? Rachel had a confrontation with Sean somewhere in here. And I mean, she went off on him and was pissed, but she was, well, she was listening to the things he said, but yet like it wasn't making sense to her. And she kept like, whatever they had it out on the beach. And she basically like told him to go to hell in so many words, like she was done with him. 
So now he got turned down by Jess very nicely and kind of got dumped, so to speak, by Rachel. And now Rachel's kind of like with Brayden, kind of. And so Sean knows he's not going to get a rose anymore. And so again, cue the obvious, Captain Obvious kind of thing. Sean says he's going home and then he pretends like he's praying to the paradise gods for someone to come down that would be into him. And then you see heels coming down the steps, which to me, again, is so weird and like very odd timing that they're having a new person arrive literally minutes before the rose ceremony. So she has like 12 minutes to figure out who she wants to give her rose to. I mean, I guess that's how they're going to handle this. I don't even know. I don't know who the heels are though. I can't remember. Did they show it in the previews? I, at this point, I'm like half zoned out watching this stupid thing. (laughs) So either way, you know, it's just very convenient that he prays to the paradise gods to bring down a woman who'd be into him and we get heels coming down the steps. So that was the end of that. Don't even remember what the previews because I didn't really even watch them, but I'm sure they probably gave, uh, every detail away again. I didn't even make notes about what, what the previews were. (laughs) So, whew. Yeah. I really need to have someone co-host with me so that we can like make this more interesting and funny because I just, uh, it's like torture for me to watch this dumb show. Um, all right. It's time for the end of my podcast. You know that I end the podcast with a Bible verse. Um, I'm going to read Proverbs 17, verse 17. A friend is always loyal and a brother is born to help in time of need. Um, All right. Thanks, everybody, again, for tuning in. Um, Really would love to hear about different things you're thinking about this season. Why don't you go to my Instagram and DM me. Let me know what's happening in your mind as far as the season or, you know, leave me a little review or, you know, leave me a rating, follow me, subscribe, like do all the things that'll help me out. I would so much appreciate it. Um, give me ideas of something you'd like to hear something you don't want to hear. I'm open to any and all of it. So wherever you want to leave it, whether it be in like the comment section of the podcast, or if you want to leave it on my Instagram reality of the rose, I would welcome any of it. So I hope you all have a great week. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.